0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ام كنتم شهداء اذ حضر يعقوب الموت اذ قال لبنيه ما تعبدون من بعدي قالوا نعبد إلهك وإله آبائك إبراهيم وإسماعيل وإسحاق إلها واحدا ونحن له مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من قال لا إله إلا الله مخلصا دخل الجنة قيل وما إخلاصها يا رسول الله (laughs) قال ان تحجزه عن محارم الله عز وجل او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اوسفكت اللهم اكرام برضى الاله this much every single person on earth
1: is unanimous agrees accepts that death is coming nobody believes that he's going to live forever whether it is a Muslim obviously his Iman is in life after death and even those who don't have Iman also believe in this much that death is coming and it has no specification of when it will come in terms of anybody's age or health condition or anything of that matter somebody goes long before others who are much older than him long before others who are much more ill and whereas he is very healthy so sometimes a very young and healthy person is gone and an elderly person is still around so every person has to remain forever prepared for this reality of death so this much every single person is unanimous every person agrees that death is coming But what's going to be the issue after death? Then again everybody got their own issues. Some believe that there's no life after death. But that is a very wrong belief. Allah Ta'ala has created life after death. That's the reality. But the thing that's going to help a person after death, so nothing of dunya, none of the material things are going to come along. No matter what a person amassed in this world, what fortunes he has, no matter how much of wealth he acquired, no matter how many degrees he has behind his name, all that will stay behind. The only thing that will come to his help in the Qabr, on the day of Qiyamat, will be his Iman and his righteous actions. That Iman is going to be the passport to Jannah. that is the ticket to Jannat, and that is the route to Jannah. Without that Iman there is no entry into jannah. That is the belief every Mu'min has deep down in his heart. So this is the reality that when our eyes close then nothing else is going to matter. Whether a person was very very rich or poor, that's not going to matter then. Whether a person lived in the lap of luxury or he lived in a little hut, it's not going to matter then. Yes, while in dunya somebody didn't have a lot of the comforts of dunya, he might have to have some little bit of, some inconvenience. But at that time, none of these things matter. Whether the person was living in a certain area or a different area, that doesn't matter. The angels in the grave are not going to ask about that. And none of the other issues will come. Whether the person was very educated or undereducated, that won't matter also. What the angels are going to ask about in the Qabr, the first question is, Man Rabbukh. Who is your Rabb? So if he had Iman, then now he's already beginning to move through the stages of passing through that exam of Qabr. If he believed in Allah Allah, and he lived his life in obedience to Allah then he will be able to answer that question. Man Rabbuk? He will say, Rabbi Allah. If he lived according to the deen of Islam, then the question that the angels will ask is, Wama Deenuk? They are not going to ask. Who you were in terms of social standing and position. What qualifications you had in the world. How much wealth you left behind. None of these things are going to be asked. What was your deen? What life you led? Did you live according to Islam or you lived something else? And they will ask him about Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, That who did you follow? Did you follow your own some fashion icon of the world, the West? Or you followed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? So this is what's going to matter in the Qabr, and what's going to matter on the day of qiyamah. So that is the greatest concern that we should have for ourselves, and the greatest concern we should have for our children. Every parent, every parent has a natural love and affection for his child. Every parent, no matter what might be his position, you will hear sometimes the statement, I want the best for my children. So now everyone definitely wants the best for their children but if that best is going to be affecting their life after death negatively, if what we think is the best for them, that I want the best for my child so therefore I give him whatever he wants, whatever freedom he wants, wherever he wants to go, whatever he wants to listen to, whatever he wants to watch, whatever he wants to do that's up to him because I don't want to cause him any kind of uh, difficulty that he must feel now, he's restrained and restricted from something. So that's the best now. So if that is going to now affect him negatively in the grave, Allah is going to affect his Iman. And is that really the best? Because if that child is now laid in the Qabr, what is going to be the best for him there? He has to stand up on the day of Syamad, what is going to be the best for him there? So the best for our children is that we protect their iman first and foremost, and we protect their Islam, their deen. And this is not something that we can just, uh, or it's something confined to us. Even great personalities, the Amirul Musta'laat wasallam, those masum and sinless souls, Allahu Taala sent into the dunya to guide mankind, despite being on their high position that they were they had this very great concern about the Iman of their children. So, if such great people, such great personalities were concerned about securing the Iman of their children, how much concern are we supposed to have? To understand this in the light of the Ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions about the Dua that Ibrahim a.s. made when he was asked to leave his wife and child in the barren place, that time Makkah Mukarramah, there was nobody there, nothing growing there, barren completely. Leave them there and go away. So he does as Allah's command, he leaves them and now he's turning to leave. So he comes behind some place where he is not visible to them and then he turns in dua. What dua he makes? This dua Allah Ta'ala has re- mentioned in the Quran Sharif, not just as a historical fact. Well this is what happened. No, this is a lesson for every person till Qiyamat. That is why it's preserved in the Qur'an Sharif. So Allah Taala in the Qur'an Sharif mentions about this dua. That Ibrahim salatu wasalam, made this dua, رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَتِي بِوَادٍ غَيْرِ ذِي عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ Ya Allah, I left my family, my wife and child, newborn baby. I left them in this place which is totally barren. There's no means of survival. Any father has that natural concern. How is my child going to now be brought up here in this place? But the command of Allah Ta'ala, whatever it is, I will fulfill it. But as a father, obviously, these concerns were there. As a husband, these concerns were there. Full yaqeen in Allah Ta'ala. But the natural human concern. So now he's making dua, but what is the dua all about? Ya Allah, I left my wife and child in this barren place. Ya Allah, what is my greatest concern? Liuqimus salah. Allah, they must establish salah in their lives. What is salah all about? Salah is the security of one's iman. The person who is very conscious and very punctual upon his salah, Inshallah, he'll protect the rest of his deen too. As salatu imadu deen, man aqamaha faqad aqamad deen. وَمَنْ هَدَمَهَا فَقَدْ هَدَمَتْ دِينَ Nabi وسلم says that salah is a pillar of deen the person who looks after this pillar keeps it upright inshallah he'll keep the rest of deen upright the rest of his deen will get protected his imani security and his deen security is in the salah provided it is done correctly it's done properly it's established in one's life so this salah man so the لِيُقِيمُ salah, Ya Allah so that they establish salah. This was the first dua he's making. He's leaving them there in this barren place. There's no water here. There's no food here. There's no proper shelter here. There's nothing. There's nobody living around here alone. And he's leaving them and going on Allah Ta'ala's order. But the first aspect he's making dua for لِيُقِيمُ salah. Then they are human. They will want some company. They will want some security. فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِذَا tam النَّاسِ تَهْوِي <إِلَيْهِم> Ya Allah, you make the hearts of people inclined towards them. So that people now will feel inclined, they'll come, they'll probably settle here, this will become a means of company, some security. Allah Ta'ala accepted this dua. Some caravan was passing, they came, they settled. Not just accepted this dua at that time, till today, whether it is a mu'min, obviously, even the Jews and the Christians, they have this great respect for Sayyidina Ibrahim a.s. A.s. and the whole family. This is the effect of that dua. Then he was concerned about their survival, material security. وَرْزُقْهُمْ mina samarat. Ya Allah, you grant them all their needs. But then again, finishing off, la يَشْكُرُونَ Ya Allah, all this must lead them to become truly grateful to you starting off on Salah, finishing off on Shukar. What is shukr all about? The reality of shukr is to totally give oneself into the obedience of Allah. We give somebody a gift, some present, and he tells us, verbally, he tells us, Jazakallah, I appreciate it. But then, you hear the person backbiting about you. He's sometimes swearing you. What appreciation is this? Very good, you said with your tongue that you appreciate it, but your actions are showing something else. So likewise, the verbal shukr is also necessary, and together with the verbal shukr, the very important and the reality of shukr is complete obedience to Allah. So this was his greatest concern. He's leaving his family in this place. His greatest concern, that imani security. And their imani security will lie in their establishing salah, in them becoming completely grateful to Allah Taala, being truly grateful and loyal to Allah Taala, this is what will protect their iman. So now such a great Nabi of Allah Taala, but this is his greatest concern. In another ayat of the Quran, Sharif, Allah Taala speaks about Yaqub Wasalam. shuhada Yaqub Al Allah Taala says that recall the time when Yaqub Al was now on his deathbed. He is leaving dunya. And sometimes the person now it becomes very clear to him that now my life is leaving now. I'm on my last stages. Sometimes a person gets sick, but he still has so much of hope that no, this is just a passing thing. But sometimes a person can just see it happening. So Ya Kumar is is on his last moments. And he's gathered his sons around him. And now a person in those last moments, what will go through his mind? What is closest to his heart, what he feels most important about, what he has the greatest care and concern about, his whole life what he was worried about, that is what he will worry about at the time of his death. His whole life he worried about dunya, he will worry about that at the time of death also, though he is leaving. And if he had the concern of Iman and Deen, that is what he will leave with also. Yaakov a great Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, He's addressing his sons, his children. If what is he asking them? He's leaving now, in his last moments. He's a great nabi of Allah Ta'ala. He brought up his children in the most excellent manner. Put the seeds of iman deep down into their hearts and nurtured them on iman. He's asking them the question, Mata ta'buduna na ba'di I'm leaving now. I'm going while i was around i was still helping you along overseeing you guiding you i'm leaving now mata Abu min badi who are you going to worship after me his greatest concern at the time now he's leaving life is ticking away this is the lesson that he's giving us and allah taala is giving us this lesson in the quran sharif that the concern about the iman of our progeny is not just something that will happen by the way that just life will carry on and everybody will do their own thing, and everything will still be fine. So no, it doesn't happen like that. This was the extent of the concern that he is now giving dawah to this iman again. Ma they, they have iman, firm iman in them. They are living iman, and yet he is concerned about their iman. Ma So they respond and say, Na are ilahak. Wa ilaha Ibrahim wa wa to worship the same one Allah, only one Allah. There is nobody but one Allah. The same Allah you worshipped, your forefathers worshipped, we also worship that same one Allah only. And we are totally subservient to Him. Now this was a source of consolation to Him. And inshallah they will remain firm on Iman. So till that last breath, this was the concern, the Iman of that offspring, the Iman of that generation that has come now, and the Iman of the generations to come. So this is a very very crucial aspect which we are to make an effort for ourselves for our children for our generations to come. Ibrahim ﷺ Allah Taala speaks about this effort he made وَجَعَلَهَا كَلِمَةً بَاقِيَةً فِي عَقِبِهِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ He didn't just mention it in passing and just did something. Allah Taala says وَجَعَلَهَا كَلِمَةً بَاقِيَةً That this belief in tawheed this Iman, he made it a word to remain in his offspring, so that they will turn to Allah Ta'ala. And as a result, this continued in the generations to come. So there's an effort behind keeping this Iman preserved. Now the issue is that this is how crucial it is to protect this Iman, but at the same time one has to now be conscious about what is causing the damage to this Iman. A person on the one hand, he is very concerned about uh, earning the wealth, but earning the wealth is not the whole thing, looking after it is important as well. So now he is concerned about where the attacks can come from. He got his house, mashallah, but he's also worried about from where he can be attacked. So he's securing it. So now that's why it's important to know where the attacks are coming from. So among the places where these attacks are coming on the Iman of the children one is the schooling system and we have to be very conscious about this this is part of life every child now the child is barely three years old sometimes two years old already and is planning the schooling of the child sometimes some schools are catering already for children who are still coming to that school in nappies so Allah knows best next when the child is still going to be born maybe they'll be ordering nappies and textbooks at the same time so already this concern starts at such a young age of the child the schooling but what's really happening in the school that's also something very important to know one is currently we are probably well aware of this the very major changes that have been made to the syllabus all kinds of things are being introduced Now we just take it for granted, the child is going, he's going to be doing something, he'll come back, life will carry on. But there is a whole mindset that is being created there. There's a mold. You understand how that mold shapes things? So much of things that are plastic all around us, made of plastic, it all comes through a mold. There's a mold, that plastic is squeezed through that mold with all the machinery, it comes out in the shape of that product. So whatever the shape of that mould, that is what that shape of that product will be. Now they are shaping the mind, they are creating a certain mould in the mind and heart. So that later later in life, everything will come through this mould. And it will come out in the shape of what they shaped. The shape that they are creating is a shape very, very dangerous. Just to understand it very quickly, the time is already ticking away. The syllabus that has now been put in place is meant to create a certain thinking in that child. That you see when you grow up, and from now in fact, you must believe that there is no problem, for example, if a male gets married to a male, a female gets married to a female, there's no problem with this. Such a disgusting, filthy thing which Allah Ta'ala speaks about in the Quran Sharif, Dut Ali Saratam said to his people, إِنِّي لِعَمَلِكُمْ مِنَ الْقَالِينَ Sayyidina Lut a.s. in his time, people were involved in all these terrible vices and sins, these disgusting sins of sodomy, whatever, and he openly declared to them, and Allah Taala this declaration in the Qur'an sharih, إِنِّي لِعَمَلِكُمْ مِنَ الْقَالِينَ I detest, I totally hate your action. Now this mindset that is being created here is you must never ever say something like this. You must say in that it's fine. You must say it's every person's individual choice. You must just say it's each person's orientation. Now a person who starts believing that that no there's no problem with it in and the Quran Sharif says it's such a disgusting bias so what happens to his iman? Something Allah Ta'ala says is disgusting and he says no it's okay. Where's his iman left? A person commits a sin, a very terrible sin, a major sin, but in his heart he believes that it's it's wrong, it's a sin. Then it's very major, it's a very big problem. It will harm him tremendously in dunya and akhirat. But his Iman won't get eroded and and completely uh, nullified by that. If he's regarding the sin as a sin, it's still terrible and very dangerous. It could Weaken his Iman and weaken his Iman, Allah forbid the day comes and that, that Iman goes. But that sin itself will not become a means of nullifying the Iman. But believing something that Allah ta'ala has said is a sin, you say no, it's okay. Then there's no Iman left. Iman is gone. Now that is what's happening in the syllabus. That this person is being trained to think in this manner. And it's not just some stories. It's not just some fetched thoughts. These are realities. These have happened in a maktab, that girl is asking her, what's wrong with this? She's already asking, what's wrong with it? She's debating it. A 10 year old child is debating it. Now, where does this come from? It's coming from all the schooling, that's going on, whatever else. Now, if we have never taught our children, the other side of it, that look, all this is vice. It's terrible. It's sin. It's no more the time, where we could just accept, that everything is fine. It's no more fine. It's a major problem out there. So this is a very serious matter, we have to look at what's coming back, what the child is being taught and the least is we have to tell the child that this is wrong, this is terrible, this is sin, this is vice, you can't go anywhere near all this, don't ever believe any of these things. Likewise, there's no time to go into the details, the child is being taught from that early age, that na'udhu that what they believe, they believe they came down from apes, their forefather was a monkey, that's what they believe in. Our lineage, MashaAllah, we have the greatest honor. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us. Our lineage traces up to Hazrat alayhi salatu He is the first human being Allah Ta'ala created. Allah Ta'ala mentions his whole creation in the Qur'an Sharif. How Allah Ta'ala created Adam alayhi salatu wa salaam. وَلَقَدْ Insana min Sulalatin min All the ayat. Now, na'uzubillah, this child grows up and unfortunately this too has happened. And is happening. The youngsters who sometimes punctual with the salah also they fast in the month of ramadan but they come and debate this issue and they're debating it not asking a question one is asking a question the other is debating it meaning you already believe it now you are trying to convince the other side of it as a party hey but no this this makes sense what makes sense oh no, no everything came from this big bang and then the evolution happened now so many ayat of the quran sharif are being rejected in this Where's the Iman? But Ambi Ali, Salat had so much of concern for the Iman of the child, how much more concern we have to have that what's coming through this whole system? Then the other very serious thing that is becoming a means of corrupting the heart, creating a completely corrupted mindset, thinking that goes totally against Iman, many a child is watching all kinds of movies. And these kind of things are now coming in their hearts and minds. They're believing in it. They are asking all these very, very dangerous things. Because that's what now they is sitting deep down in their hearts. Asking about what's wrong with getting married to the same gender. So one bhaktab the same thing happened, same question. And then when that teacher went a little bit deeper into the matter to find out where is this question coming from, so the child was watching some movie, some movie, some Disney movie. So that was regarded as very safe very just entertainment. All this entertainment of this nature is haram. But now it's not just sin, it's creating a completely anti-Iman mindset. It's corrupting the total Iman. So now the child is growing up watching, now the parents say let them get entertained a little bit. You can't be too serious about all these things. Are we too serious or are we playing with Iman? Are we just trivializing the Iman and playing with fire actually? So, these are the things that have become a major problem, so many children are getting affected by all this, as a result that Iman is getting affected, Allah forbid, tomorrow what's going to be the case of their Iman, and tomorrow they are going to be parents. If this is already the mindset and the mold that is created in their hearts and minds, what guidance they are going to give to their children. If this is how they are thinking already, when their children come, what guidance they will give them. They themselves will start teaching all these funny things to them. <coughs> and nothing funny about it. Absolutely disgusting and dangerous things. So we have to become very, very conscious. Very alert. Some of the things that are going to help to protect our imam, these are the most basic steps. There are major things to be done. But the most basic steps, number one, we spoke about Salah right at the beginning. Ibrahim, al- uh, Ibrahim al- wasalam, he is <coughs> <coughs> leaving his wife and child and going. All the concerns he has. But the first dua is making niyokimus salah. Ya Allah, they must establish salah in their lives. We must establish salah in our lives. And ensure that nobody in their home ever misses their salah. Every person must make their five times salah. This is the material security also. And more importantly, in this is the imani security. And we cannot take it for granted anymore. We have to become very conscious. Establish salah. Every single individual in that home must make, everyone must make their salah in time and the youngsters that have now grown up close after 10 years old, they must be brought to the masjid. The boys must be brought to the masjid for salah with jama'ah. The second thing, that taleem in the home. Family time which must include this taleem. It must be that conversation with our children. We must be able to talk to them. Hear them out. Hear what's going on in their hearts and minds. That's where we will pick up. Have that relationship where we can converse with them. Generally the relationship we have with them is some instructions and reprimands. What to do? And if they didn't do it right, reprimand. That's it. That's where it finishes off. Some healthy discussions and which will help to guide them. And included in this family time is talim which will keep generating that strength of iman. Then together with this Every child must attend a maqtab. That afternoon maqtab is an Iman life. Iman line. like lifeline. Say so give the child a lifeline, give them a Iman line. That afternoon maqtab must not be compromised. That child must attend that afternoon maqtab and attend it properly. All the appointments and all the other activities and all the extra-curricular activities, everything is squeezed up in that maqtab time. It's only two hours, but everything gets squeezed up in that. As a result of it, so much of it gets compromised. We must make sure the child attends and attends properly and we help the child to learn at home as well. This is going to be the savior of the child's Iman inshallah. He will be there in that maqtab for a few years, five years, seven years, ten years. But he has to live with that Iman for his life. This is the foundation inshallah. And then the fourth thing is Dua and more Dua and even more Dua. Desperate deep hearted Dua for the protection of our own iman for the protection of the iman of our children the ambiya ali musallatu wasallam kept on making this dua rabbi habli as salihin rabbi habli min ladunka zurriatan tayyiba tabijalni muqimassa salat wa min zurriyyati rabbana wa taqabbal dua allahumma aslih li fi zurriyati all these and so many other duas for the piety of the children for the children to remain on iman for the children to remain steadfast on deen how much dua we make for our children's iman for their remaining steadfast on deen. We made dua for their passing their school exams. We made dua for them getting a good job. We made dua for so many other things. Have we made dua? And cho- we should be making daily dua several times a day for the protection of their iman, for the protection of their deen. And we become part of the efforts of deen. We become part of all the various means of in- enhancing this iman. Inshallah, this will keep us steadfast on iman and keep our children as well on iman. Allah Ta'ala, give us the tawfiq Wa akhiru and Alhamdulillah.